This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. After 6,000 years of running the universe, God realized that Satan is kicking his butt. That is the intro and description of the God Pod. I'm speaking to God today, and he has Satan on, he has Jesus on, all these people. He has Santa Claus on. I was on his podcast as well. Uh, God is is someone who goes by God, of course. It's a character because God isn't real, at least in my opinion. No offense to people who think he's real. I don't judge you. You can you can think that. I, I don't. I might be. What do I know? Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't. I'm just an atheist. You know how it is. Um, we have a chat. We have a good chat. God is quite um, left wing. It would turn out to to be the 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 thing about God and quite. Um, Mm. Well, we have a debate on free speech and um, it gets, I wouldn't say heated, but I don't think we agree entirely. There's a back and forth and I think that's important because we've got to have both sides of these things. God, I think, is a little more on the authoritarian side, um, which he might describe as progressive. And I'm a little bit more on the uh, libertarian side, which which I suppose he might describe as, as, I don't know, right wing or something, even though I'm uh, a, a lefty person. So we have this chat, this back and forward on on what should be allowed to be said. I think that um, anyone should be able to say things no matter how offensive to me or about me, and they often do. And it's painful, but it doesn't mean they should go to prison. That's how I feel anyway. That's what I feel is the best way, the way that is most conducive to a functioning society. There are problems with uh, that, of course. There are problems with total free speech and especially when you've got like internet platforms that have to make really difficult decisions and they're being pressured by governments and advertisers. But we have what I think is a great chat. God is an interesting person. He's taken on this really cool role and he has a podcast, obviously, The God Pod, that I do think you should check out. It's interesting. It's it's very funny and they have a good funny back and forth the guys so go check that out it's wherever you get your podcasts and all that stuff and this is you know a great way or or a dramatic apocalyptic way i suppose to signify the saturday episodes going behind a paywall from now on they're on patreon.com slash andrew gold this is the last of them go check that out thanks so much to all of you who have signed up i i've been actually uh, pretty overwhelmed by it pretty amazed and you know, I, I, I can't thank you all enough, really. 
uh, thank you for signing up. It's like every day, just bam, bam, bam. People want to get those three episodes. I, I misjudged the hunger for all three. So thank you guys for all of your support. I hope some of you will still sign up. Today's the last day you can sign up at the, the lower price. It will go up on the uh, 5th of February 2023. I'm saying the date because people might be listening to this way in the future, by which time inflation means that it's all way more or way less or there won't even be a podcast or you'll be on some sort of desert somewhere uh, alone, the last person, the last living person somehow tuning in to this here podcast. Uh, Big episodes are coming up Monday, For everyone, of course, Anthony Scaramucci, who had the shortest time uh, in the White House. It was 11 days, and he's a pretty fascinating, crazy guy. It's a real tour de force of an episode, so do tune in for that. And then Chris Shelton's going to be talking about the emotional needs that you might have that narcissists and cult leaders exploit. But now, you're on the edge of free speech with God. I'm on uh, the podcast with um, God. I always knew this day of reckoning might come. It's come sooner than I expected. God, how are you doing? Hello, Andrew. That's right. I've been listening. I've been watching your career. And wow, you uh, you really like to talk to psychopaths. <laughs> that's why, that's why I'm talking to you, of course. Have I been a good boy, a bad boy? Is, it all, is that all, all right? Or is that Santa Claus who does that? Mm-hmm. Jury's still out. Jury's still out. <laughs> you um, you hate Elon Musk, don't you? I noticed that on Twitter. What's what's the deal? What's wrong with him? Hate is such a strong word, Andrew. I wouldn't say I hate him. I think that he's an idiot. He's a complete moron. And since he bought Tesla, excuse me, since he bought Twitter, his Tesla stock has completely tanked. Yeah. Uh, did you not know that it's been it's been crashing very hard and uh he has brought back all these white supremacists and uh people that have been kicked off twitter in the past for very valid reasons he's bringing them all back so and while banning other people that he doesn't like for political reasons while proclaiming to be all about free speech He's a free speech absolutist. So I wouldn't say I hate him as much as I think he's completely and staggeringly full of shit. Yeah, well, fair enough. I mean, I haven't... um, The reason I didn't know that is because I generally get my news from the guests, I guess, which is quite a nice thing to get. Don't get me wrong, some research goes... So you get your news from psychopaths. I get my news from psychopaths, murderers, villains, and (laughs) prophets. Well, let me me tell you, you may have had a lot of... of, uh, psychopaths on your show but i don't think anybody can match my kill count <laughs> that's true well prince harry might give you a run for your money oh we're talking oh, millions his, his, his was 25 but that's I'm who he admitted to that's that's nothing <laughs> i suppose not that's being yeah. in wartime that's that's you know average wartime helicopter action <laughs> man i i'm trying to work out I, I i don't have a fully fleshed out thought on whether i might be a free speech absolutist i i think i might be you know i i, I might be a free speech absolutist but also i i'm also worried about elon musk because i saw a few sort of threads and news articles where he talks about you know the, like you say he talks about his free speech stuff but then he's done loads of like 
I don't mind blocking because blocking someone is, isn't taking away their free speech or whatever. But he's done loads of like silencing uh, people. Do you know about some of that stuff he's done? Yeah. He, anyone that he doesn't like, he'll, well, for a while there, he was drunk on power and just banning anyone he wanted. So he banned Kathy Griffin because she briefly changed her name to Elon Musk and like everybody at the time. Because he said, you're not allowed to parody. Like I had to add God, I had to add parody account to God on my Twitter account because that's the rules of Mr. Free Speech Absolutist. So much better than before, right gang? And so he simultaneously banned people because he thinks it's funny, LOL. And I'm sorry, with great power comes great responsibility and he has none, no responsibility. He's an idiot. I even tweeted to the effect at the time, I was like, if there's one thing that we've learned about all this, it's that you can be the richest person in the world and still be a complete and utter idiot. And he responded. To, to his credit, he responded with a little 100 emoji, which was, you know, oh, oh, hey, what a big man. But I'm a little worried because after that, he really went off the deep yeah. end. <laughs> and I'm like, did I cause that? <laughs> did I cause Elon Musk to lose it when even God is saying you're an idiot? I mean, that's the truth, Andrew. You can, every, people around the world, they look at someone with a lot of money and they go, wow, they must be a genius. He's like Iron Man. And I'm sorry, reality is very complex. Things aren't fair. That's, that's not necessarily the case. Has he made some good decisions with what to invest in? Sure. Has he gotten incredibly lucky? Yes. That's the story for most billionaires. So don't, the, the good news is maybe don't put yourself down so much, mm. you know? Who? You, you, maybe you would have been a billionaire if your daddy owned an emerald mine during apartheid. <laughs> is that true? See, there's so much I don't know about him. Um, it, it's such a... I, you know what? I should actually give a bit of a shout-out to one of my patrons, long-time patron. He's a French man. I'm not going to... you know, I don't want to give away his privacy or whatever or say who he is or anything in case it... whatever. But he's been saying for a long time that he can't stand Elon Musk. And that was way before it became sort of... Because he he's recently sort of aligned with, um, I guess, the Trump side a little bit. So some people uh, don't like him for that reason. But but this person who's a patron, uh, he's just really into all the science stuff. And he's been saying for years, Elon Musk is an idiot who just happens to be in charge of those things. He's obviously got some... That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a con man. He just... He sells... He, like Trump, he sells this image of the successful businessman. I mean, obviously, he's far more actually successful. But it, it, it works to get banks to give you money. Once once the you're on the cover of Fortune, people are like, wow, what a mm, genius. Fake it. Fake it till you make they it. They float a lot of money. And they float a lot of money. And so... That's part of it. It's all part of the mirage. So I think his his wealth got cut by two hundred billion in the last couple of months <laughs> because Tesla stock is going down so much. So you know what I always say, Andrew: fools smite themselves. And he didn't need to do this. Like I don't. If you have a billion dollars, if you have like a million dollars, just chill. Don't you know? Just just. Enjoy your life. But, you know, he's addicted to Twitter. And the thing was, you see, his wives left him, right? So he's got se severe divorced guy energy. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's, it's yeah. yeah, it is hard, isn't it? Because I guess if I ever got to a point where I had a million, let alone 
many, many billions of whatever currency it might be. Uh, mm-hmm. billion, a billion is so much fucking more. Can I curse yeah, on this yeah, podcast? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. I was just, just wanted to check. Maybe you have murderers and psychopaths, but you don't yeah, allow yeah. them to curse. Don't go Can't mad with the, with the, with the, you know, uh, let's, not, let's not be silly, but, but the, the old effing. All right. Well, we're on the edge. <laughs> I know. And so, very edgy. Uh, to, the, to my understanding, Andrew, and remember, as the Lord thy God, I know all and see all, his wife Grimes left him, and after she left him, she was dating Chelsea Manning for a time. I don't know if they're still together, but that's that's a, a trans uh, woman, person. I think yeah, so. Right? And so... After that, all of a sudden, Elon Musk became very anti-trans. Oh, very anti-trans, and he has a child trans who transitioned, who, who hates his guts, and so I'm I'm just saying, maybe these things are related. Maybe you know, maybe maybe those two things, bang bang, had like sort of uh, pushed him down the rabbit hole of you know, become, or maybe he always was this way. Just like, he's really, he's really lurching to the right, right? Anytime like some right wing maniac on Twitter complains, he immediately responds and says, looking into it. All right. Can you do an Elon Musk impersonation? Um, It's no, it's, there's no voice quite like his voice. Looking into it. <laughs> yeah, he's looking into it. I, I know what you mean. He has been accused of that. And it's it's really frustrating. I see myself as a centrist and sort of try to see the both sides thing. And people get annoyed mm-hmm. by that. They see it as sort of self-righteous. Or, you know, you think you're better than everyone or whatever, you know, but what? it's just how I feel. Well, it's good to run it. It's good for running a podcast. Where you yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And then someone like Elon Musk comes along and I quite liked the idea of what he was saying. Because like, I, I find it... Uh, it's, it's very difficult free speech on Twitter and things like that, isn't it? Because some stuff was banned over the years that was, like, for misinformation. So, for example, and I can't even say the word on YouTube, but that disease that's been going around, because this, this will be banned from YouTube otherwise. Well, it won't be. It'll, sure, it'll sure, be sure. Or whatever. Yeah. The, plague, the, plague. Yes. <laughs> the plague went around, and there were, like, for example, a lot of people, uh, what do you call them, virologists, virologists, I don't know, who came out with a few, you know, this could have been fabricated in a, in a lab or whatever. Those people were banned. A year later, that's the scientific consensus. So if you're trigger happy with it, that's my concern. What's the scientific consensus now? There's a scientific consensus that it, that it potentially was created in a lab, like quite mainstream thing to believe. Well, you have an unprecedented, you know, you have this like once in a hundred years pandemic during a, t- a completely different time. Companies don't know what the f- how the fuck to act. Okay. Like they have to do, that's the thing about free speech also. Free speech is guaranteed by the government. These companies have the right to do whatever the fuck they want. Sorry, I'm, I'm cursing again so much. I'm being a little too free with my speech. But you said that with that sort of great power comes a great responsibility. So these don't they have that kind of... Exactly. So that's, so that's the response. Anybody who actually gets into running a social media company is quickly yeah. going to discover the hard lessons that he's been learning. You have no choice. You have to... You, if you want to be advertiser-supported, you have to prevent your website from degenerating into a friggin' white supremacist message yeah. board. Because brands don't want any part of that, and because those people tend to terrorize other people online with death threats, 
and other such things. And so there's it's it's creating a safe environment to be in. If you were to go to a restaurant <laughs> and it's completely packed with maniacs that have all been on the edge with Andrew Gold, you you are you going to go there? Yeah. Hold that thought. Hold the thought. I've got to open the door. I'm making Andrew Gold laugh, folks, and I don't know how often that happens, but it's a good deal. While I've got you here, make sure to listen to the God Pod with the Lord. Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> I had that in my. <laughs> I was just seizing the moment. Am I good or what? You are good. We'll have to leave that in now because it was funny. Hey, it's Andrew. If you're enjoying Heretics, there's another podcast I want to recommend to you, especially if climate change, global conflicts and an upcoming election are making you feel like we're on the brink of disaster. What Could Go Right is hosted by Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and executive director Emma Varvalukas. On What Could Go Right, the hosts sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues without resorting to pessimism or despair that we hear so often. Instead, they look back at how far society has come and look forward at what it will take to achieve an even brighter future. Is progress on the way? They may not have all the answers, but on what could go right, they're asking the key questions. Tune in to hear interviews with upcoming guests like writer Coleman Hughes, CNN host Fareed Zakaria, and economist Alison Schrager. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, join them every Wednesday on What Could Go Right, available wherever you get your podcasts. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com heretics and get three extra months for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash heretics. Go to expressvpn dot com slash heretics to learn more. Free speech. We were talking about free speech. You're right. And you know what? I, I went maybe too far the other way at times when I've gone like, no, everyone should just say what they want. You know, I'm I'm Jewish, right? I get stuff all the time. All the stuff people all the time. I get like 20 messages a day from horrible things from people. But I think, you know what? I'm, I'm sort of, does it matter to, YouTube mostly, sometimes Twitter. Uh, I'm not on Twitter very much, though. But I always think, like, okay, it's a bit upsetting, but they're going to say that stuff anyway to each other. 
Isn't it better they put it out there so everyone else can say you're an idiot? Do you know what I mean? That's where my thinking is. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm fully decided. I don't know. It's. Uh, it's. It's. Uh, it doesn't. You don't. You, let me ask you this. You don't like it, do you? No. You don't like the abuse, right? No, no, no. Well, I'm not. A ma- What's the word? Masochist. That's why they do it. That's why they do it. <laughs> sure. And uh, they're little keyboard warriors. They have, most of the time, we have nothing better to do. But it, it. What is the purpose of hate? Why are you doing this, a-holes? Why? What does it make you feel better about yourselves? I suppose I suppose I feel the reason I feel centrist is when you say what's the purpose of hate? I know you said you don't hate Elon Musk, but you have some hate for no, that actually, side. Yeah, I thought it was pretty chill that he responded to my <laughs> my tweet calling him an idiot. I was like, you know what? I give him credit for that. That's and true. I give him credit for investing in uh, um, SpaceX. And for Tesla, those are great investments, and I can understand why people are support. I support that, but personally, you know, reality is very nuanced and complex, isn't it? Someone can be very imperfect while whilst doing some things very good with the money. Um, this latest thing, not a fan, and there's a lot of people that have been disenchanted uh, who previously loved him. And so I think it's just a fair look at the situation that when you say you're all about free speech and then you go in with a friggin' wrecking ball and are banning people six ways from Sunday that you don't like and bringing back all these people that will lob uh, anti-Semitic slurs at Andrew Gold, I and, and it, for what? For what? The crime? Is it a crime to be born Jewish? It depends who you are. According to some people in history, hmm, who were those people again that didn't like the, the, the Jewish don't, people? Don't say their names because... Uh... <laughs> did, did England have any role in that, uh, what was that war again? The, uh, the second one. It was the one, the, the two, WW2, right? Yeah. Uh, we, um, we were, well, yeah, did, yeah I, th- uh, I guess... Kennedy has forgotten what happened then. Uh, or maybe they haven't forgotten and they just love it. But these are two because different. They, these are two different debates. God, this is uh, one. One is: is it you know? Are they wrong to be racist? Well, of course they're wrong. But no, the other it, debate is: should, should their free speech be defended? And, and shouldn't shouldn't we defend even the most abhorrent of speech? Doesn't the most abhorrent, even the stuff you disagree with most, need to be protected so that so that we can you know to lay the foundation for uh, all yeah. of us? No, I, I get it. I get it. it. But again, it is protected. They are allowed to do it in mm. government. And you're just what we're talking about here are social media companies that are trying to sell advertising who have every right to cut back on whatever they want, whatever they want. The market decides. Right. Yeah. But after World War Two, I think there was a philosopher named Karl Popper who talked about the paradox of tolerance. Have you ever heard of this? No, go on. So the question is asked, should a tolerant society tolerate intolerance? I think it has to. You want more tolerance, right? Hmm. Respect my ideas, says the fascist. But according to Karl Popper, the answer is no. And it's a paradox. But unlimited tolerance can lead to the extinction of tolerance when we extend tolerance to those who are openly intolerant such as fascists okay the tolerant ones end up 
being destroyed and tolerance with them. Any movement that preaches intolerance and persecution must be outside of the law. As paradoxical as it may seem, Hmm. Defending tolerance, defending tolerance requires us to not tolerate the intolerant. But so because (laughs) why they use the tools of a tolerant society and a democracy to destroy tolerance because they don't give a fuck. Excuse me. They don't care. They don't care about free speech. Okay, they don't care. They don't care about your rights as a human being, they just want power. So it's been a long time since movements like this have arose. And and it's understandable that people would be unfamiliar or confused on this issue. Because paradoxes are confusing, aren't they, Andrew? They are confusing. But I would just say that firstly, uh, if you look back at sort of some of the bad people, if we think of bad people throughout history, uh, all those bad people, I suppose um, they they came in in sort of big intolerance societies. It was rarely like, oh, they were just too tolerant of everyone. I get what you're saying, because if you're too tolerant, then all the intolerant people sort of take advantage and and, and take control. So it is Well, if you look at the the, uh, example of the Third Reich, right, they got into power through in a democratic society, right? Yeah. And they, but they used violence and lies to seize power within that system. So what do you see now? Uh, what, what just happened in Brazil? Uh, a certain group is attacking the capital. In what world is attacking a capital and smearing your poop on the walls and using threats and violence like a good idea? to be on the side of those people. That's not good. That's not good because um, who's to say they won't turn on you next? But the problem with all of this, I think, and I think you'll probably agree with this, is is that morality is, of course, subjective, right? To an extent. Uh, and, and obviously... Well, morality is what I say it is. <laughs> yeah. When you, look, when you look at... Okay, so we look in the 1930s or whatever, or, or if we look back to slavery and stuff like that, obviously, but with our eyes today, it's, it's not a case of like, oh, well, both sides had a good point, you know? But then there are things today exactly. that are very subjective. Some people... Well, you mentioned trans before. People disagree who, who don't... You know, some people say, well, this is an affront to feminism. Mm-hmm. Some people say this is a affront to... Do you know what I mean? And both sides will say the other are evil or stupid or not and that's where it becomes difficult doesn't it to go oh they're the evil people let's not be tolerant of well, them you're talking about wedge issues that are used you know what a wedge issue is right like a little issue in between it's stuff. like a, it's like something that's that's so controversial that it's good for turning like getting people riled up and then getting them over to your side mm-hmm. so that might be one in the modern day I think uh, abortion uh, issue is sure. one that they they discovered in the 70s. Yes. The right wing in the USA discovered that. And you know all about this, right? You did a documentary on abortion. Yep, yep. And then John Ronson they did never, a great, They uh, never used okay. to care. They never used to care about it, right? And then all of a sudden, they started running some campaigns and yep. using it as an issue and found out that it fired people up. The algorithm of the world really loved it. And so ever since then, the, all of us, they act like they care about that. But you know what the truth is? They don't. They just know that it works. 
and the mean the ends justify the means. So that's that's my position on it. And um, but it, but it still it doesn't but it, but it doesn't it still shows that you know it is subjective. I'm I'm personally again I you know traditionally a lot of my views do align with a lot of the left. You know so it would be on abortion and all those kinds of things as as well pro choice right. But a lot of pro life people think I'm an evil. It's not that they they think they don't go around thinking they're evil and I'm like they they just want to get me. They think that that I'm evil. And then a lot of people on my side think they're evil. So if we go around with that philosophy of it's well, okay to be... go around thinking other people are evil. I, but, if okay. we, but if we that, say that, that... That's such an easy, easy thing to do. And it's so childish and moronic. Yeah, yeah, but if we go everybody, around... Everybody thinks that they're a good person down on earth. This is what I'm saying. So if we go around saying, well, I'm going to be intolerant of the intolerant, well, then the pro-choices will be intolerant of the pro-lifers. The pro-lifers are intolerant of the pro-choices. And that's okay, just... But, a, we have to do, but we have to decide, as a society, you have to decide... That there is a line, hmm. there is a thing that has been defined as intolerance, and targeting someone strictly based upon their uh, like uh, religion or ethnicity, exactly something they didn't choose. That is that is too far. There has to be boundaries, and the reason that they're doing that is not to to express an opinion. It's to cause harm. It's it's to uh, to scare and intimidate and stop you from using speech. So uh, they can go to their uh, their message boards and discords and and talk to each other. But uh, normal people shouldn't have to, you know, face that kind of abuse. That's my opinion, especially on like a profit-driven social media site. You want to go in the town square and shout whatever you want. I guess that's allowed. You want to, you know, go do a march. That's all allowed. Mm. So, but why do you have to torment people? No, we don't want to torment know? people. I suppose, okay, well, that's the moral debate, isn't it? But then there's also the practical debate. You, you said yourself just now, they can go and talk to themselves on their websites and things. Well, that, that's quite dangerous. And that, we, we've seen that with radicalism. It is dangerous. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I, it, you, you know, that, well, they have to be allowed to do something, right? Yeah, they're, they, they're always going to find a way. They're always going to find a way to talk to each isn't, other. Isn't it better than that their ideas be under scrutiny from the rest of us and they get told what idiots we think they are? Would, that, mm. you know, if, if they were dealing in good faith, mm. that would be one thing. But people are, are purposefully being trolls. Some are. Okay? Some are. So, so, if some someone are. is legitimately expressing a discussion and having a discussion, fine. But if they're just hurling hate speech at you yeah. to hurt you, and then you respond, and then there's just more. It's more abuse. That's not. That's you know. That's churlish. It is churlish. This is a. This is a great. Was that a good English British word for you? <laughs> it was good. Is this a good debate? Do you, think, yeah. do you think people are listening, going, "What a what a fantastic"? Or have they just like switched off, going, "Who are these two idiots?" The paradox of tolerance, and if that isn't good, then I don't know what. <laughs> you know, you're you're looking for one. Okay, you you, you haven't heard of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's your um? How's it? How is it having? I mean, I know you're going off of Twitter now because of Elon Musk. You've gone off of it, but how was it having? What, what was it? Millions? How many millions of followers? Oh no, I have uh, yeah, like five hundred thousand on Twitter, but because of the algorithm, you know, right? It's anybody. Yep. It's I. I. I quit because well, I. I'm on timeout from Twitter. I'm not posting, 
I'm not going to say I don't look at the garbage fire <laughs> to keep up with what's happening, of course. But I just think, yeah, it's not safe. I'm going to post the wrong thing. I feel like I could say the wrong thing that he won't like and he'll ban me. And I, you would say, well, you called him an idiot and he responded with 100. And that's true. So if anything, I should feel more safe. Emboldened. But I, I've just seen what he's done to other people. Maybe, you know, he, he was feeling merciful in that moment and chose not to. Even that is like showing you, oh, hey, I'm here and I'm watching. You called him an idiot. Be, after, after, after that, I was like, well, that was cool that, you know, he took it. But it's also like, here's the richest person in the world who saw what you said and wants you to know that they're watching. Or, so it's kind of as a chilling effect that way. Or he, he met your, what he might have perceived to be your intolerance of him with tolerance. No. Yeah. Well, you know, I did. I give him credit for that. I just <laughs> have seen what he's done to other people. Banning journalists. Mm, it's no banning good. people. For, he, for a time, he was banning anyone that was sharing links to other social yes. media platforms. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. That is insane. That is out of that is unheard of. Yeah. Even face even Facebook was mocking him. He does seem okay, a bit psychopathic. Facebook itself. So I just feel like it's not a safe place to post anymore. And should he sell it to someone with more of a grip on reality someday, I would um yeah, I'd go back. But since then I moved to this little thing called Mastodon. And I've, in like a month, gained 108,000 there. And it's better. Let me tell you, it's better, Andrew, because there's no algorithm. No algorithm. No one deciding what gets seen or not gets seen. It's just most recent. And then there's an explore page. So the posts that get the most, like, shares, those will show up in, the, in a different curated feed. So, yeah, and I think that it's sort of the opposite of TikTok. TikTok is all about um, controlling what gets seen to the nth degree. They, I've tried posting on there, you wouldn't believe the most innocent stuff. They're like, this is political and we're not gonna let you share this. Okay, it's, it's insane. And their success of TikTok has inspired other social media like Meta with Facebook and Instagram. They're trying to become TikTok. And um, it's it's bad. It's bad. YouTube, they're all like, well, that's working, so we got to do that. But I think that it has a, you know, the users are not going to like that. God, we're, uh, we're, we're running low on, on time now, but where would you like to send people? Oh, damn it. We're running low on time. Mm-hmm. But I've got all the time in the universe. <laughs> you would have thought, yeah. <sighs> How did I do, Andrew? How did we do? I did, we got into some real heavy shit, didn't we? I think that's what it's about. People have got to listen. To, you know, is what, that what it's like being on the edge. You didn't even ask about uh, all the times that I drowned the world and all the millions <laughs> that I extincted. That's true, actually. I suppose hmm, I was going to do that, and then we got into the whole free speech thing, didn't we? And I thought, you know what? That's though? very current, trendy. Yeah. I, I think I was worried, and, and and we're still talking to listeners, by the way. But I was I was worried that uh, you know talking with a parody might end up a bit a bit Wait, what did you just call me <laughs> what we i guess i i put it on my twitter account andrew but only because like i, I, saw. I was afraid of getting banned okay yeah. i'm not a parody okay i'm real yes and i was did you, are you saying 
No, but some have said that. And then uh, I was perhaps afraid it would delve into, you know, be, be a bit, you know, but we've, we've hit some meaty substance, haven't we? Oh, there's some good meat on that bone. <laughs> yeah, bro, this is some good sacrificial lamb. So, yeah. Uh, do, you believe, do you believe in God? Do I believe in God? Do I believe in myself? It depends on the day, bro. It depends. There are days that I wake up and I'm like, I feel good about myself. I believe. And then there's other days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, God, you stupid sack of shit. <laughs> I know that feeling. Worthless, God, you're worthless. Yeah. This shit is all your fault, God, and everybody blames you. And I'm not wrong. So anyway, um, if you've enjoyed listening to my insane ramblings, you can follow me on the God Pod. Just type in G-O-D. P-O-D into Google or uh, your mm, podcasting app, any podcasting app. We're everywhere. The God Pod. Have it Yahweh. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for being on the edge, God. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, God, for coming on. Go check out his podcast, The God Pod. Hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoyed that. It was a back and forth. We disagreed about some things and shook hands on it at the end, virtually, I think, because uh, we were not in the same room when we did it. You can't be in the same room as God. You're not allowed to see what he looks like or who he really is, uh, but he's there and is a person so check out the god pod do that sign up to patreon.com slash andrew gold to get the saturday episodes from now on hope you enjoy monday's one of anthony scaramucci that's a really good episode and i'll see you then